I am me. That's as clear as can be. There's no one alive who is mere than me. I like to think that I'm proud to be exactly who I am. It would be nice if I could always embrace myself in my perfect imperfection. But sadly, I often do not. Or it feels as though I cannot. There are things that get in my way. I am me. What on earth does that really mean? As a young drama geek, I often thought about different roles that I was playing in my real life, especially when I was a teenager. I imagined them as distinctly different characters that I played in different parts of my life. There was the me that was sullen and sometimes explosive as a teenager at home with my parents. There was the me that feigned disinterest in science class but secretly was enthralled with wonder. There was the me who led meetings with adults like a professional. There was the me who spoke mostly in lines from plays and would randomly break into song. I had names for all of my characters. The party girl, the grown-up, the spiritual leader, the Broadway junkie. It truly felt at times like they were different people. Like I was putting on costumes to be drastically different parts of myself. Underneath it all, I yearned to discover who I truly was. Where my center was. My core. Underneath all of the characters I thought I needed to be. Who was I really? Was there a me that was deeper than all of that? Was all that I knew of myself merely an act? What did I love only because I thought I was supposed to? How many of my identities were tied up in other people's expectations of me? Who was I? In the Sufi tradition, there is a concept called the self with a capital S. It is the true essence of who we are. It is the core of us that comes from and returns to the same source. It is us, unencumbered by what has happened to us, by what has hardened us, by what has embittered us, by what has invited fear and shame into our hearts. Clearing away all of the masks that we have created in the course of our lives in order to hide our true selves so that we can begin to see who we are. The true self is perfect. Pure light and wonder. Deeply worthy of love. No matter who you are, no matter what has happened to you, no matter how your heart aches, you are deeply worthy of love. We can often get in our own way when it comes to loving ourselves. We call it selfish, indulgent. We too easily forget that we cannot love another without loving ourselves. 
we too easily forget that we cannot care for another unless we take time to nourish ourselves. We need to be fed, to be accepted and cherished, to be supported in our growth, to find a sanctuary, perhaps like this one, where we can let go of who we think the world needs or wants us to be and just be who we truly are. Beautiful children of creation, made in the image of God. For when we can do this, when we can truly show ourselves the love that we need, we automatically give permission to others to love themselves. And we fuel our own abilities to love others. We are more compassionate to those we meet. We are more generous. We are fulfilled and therefore can share some of what fills us with others. Now, the truth that we are all created perfectly just as we are does not mean that there's not room for growth. Indeed, the, mo- the work most of us need to do, myself included, is the work of getting down to our essential selves. Too often, when something awful happens to us, we internalize it and come to think unconsciously often that we deserved it in some way. We forget all too easily that we are not what has happened to us. We forget that the pain that we have felt does not define us. We far too easily forget that the ups and downs of life are merely lessons if we can stop thinking that they somehow define who we are or what we deserve. If you had an absent parent, you did deserve their love. If you have felt alone and unloved, know that you are not. You are never alone, and you are loved. If you have been abused, or mistreated. There's nothing you could have ever done to deserve it. Whatever life has thrown at you, you are you, and you deserve to be you. Whatever deep caverns you have found yourself in, you always have the capacity to find your way out. Whatever pain you've known, you are capable of healing and you already have all the tools you need. You are whole. Now, can you truly love yourself? Because I often can't. Now, I'm not talking about becoming prideful by loving your ego. There's a very important distinction there. These two concepts are too often mistaken for each other. I'm talking about loving the self that is your core. Eric Fromm describes self-love as the strong sense of respect for and confidence in oneself. Loving oneself differs from being arrogant, conceited, or egocentric, he says, instead focusing on caring about oneself, taking responsibility for oneself, 
and knowing oneself, meaning being realistic and honest about our strengths and our weaknesses. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, you are worthy of your own love. And you are worthy of a deep love that is always eager to embrace you. But unless we can truly love ourselves, it can be very difficult to feel any other kind of love. It can be painfully hard to feel embraced by the universe. It can be hard to receive the love of our parents, our children, our partners, our friends. But from the place of deeply loving ourselves, from taking care of ourselves first and then one another, our love flows more freely. It shines more brightly. In Henry V, Shakespeare writes, Self-love, my liege, is not so vile a sin as self-neglecting. It is destructive to neglect ourselves to put ourselves last. It creates deficits in our lives that affect others. But when we truly love ourselves, we're able to receive the love that surrounds us, that courses through this universe, that overflows in this place. And in receiving such abundant love from yourself, from your companions on this journey, from all of creation, you cannot help but let love flow out of you. You cannot help but treat your neighbors with respect and with kindness. You cannot help but reach out to your enemies with compassion. You cannot help but do the work of creating a more just and peace world. Loving yourself, you show others a new way. You take others with you on a journey towards a beloved community of all souls where everyone will know, deep in their bones, that they are worthy of deep love. Getting to that place begins with each of us, stripping away all of the characters, all of the masks, all of the ways in which we hide our vulnerabilities to keep ourselves safer and number. It begins with us getting down into our true selves and embracing them by wrapping our arms around ourselves and healing our own pain. This is a step in saving ourselves from pain and isolation, from fear and shame, from separation and anxiety. We have all of the tools necessary to save ourselves from all that ails this world. And in saving ourselves, we show others the way to save themselves. I am in the process of learning to love myself. Not the characters that I thought myself to be. Not the things that have happened to me and that have clouded my understanding of who I am and what I am worthy of. But my true self. And because that process necessarily opens my heart and fills me with abundant love, I cannot keep silent about it. I must share how meaningful the transforming power of self-love 
can be in my life. I must share how my faith teaches me to save myself from our ego-driven, materialistic, consumerist, hate-filled culture. For there is no other way to save the world from it. And I believe too strongly that the world needs to be saved. And that by loving ourselves, and by then sharing our love with the world, we are saving it. By loving ourselves as we are, by being exactly who we are, underneath it all, the youest you. For your youest you is so incredibly precious. And embracing your youest you will transform the world. May it be so. And amen.